25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What up? Here we go. Hour two of the show off and running. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are the home team at Farm Bureau. Also, staying connected to you around the clock because of C Spire. The number one network in Mississippi, Ceasefire. They are saying that there may be some rain in Omaha today. I just saw a couple of tweets. All right, two minutes ago, Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball tweeted a little short, little three second video that shows a great big wall of rain and everything west of Omaha, but southwest of it, down there west of Topeka, is a great big ball of orange and yellow stuff floating on the rain uh, of the radar, which you know that's going to be thunderstorms and stuff. There's pop-up thunderstorms all over there. And it, according to this movement, it's kind of moving possibly in that direction. It may come through there and slam Omaha, or it may come through there and lick it. Either way, you could get a little moisture. And some folks who are actively tailgating around TD Ameritrade Park in Omaha, state fans, and they invite people and all that kind of stuff, are saying they're not tailgating today and they're going to wait until it's dry. This is a couple of hours ago, but somebody who's involved with the left field lounge lizards They've taken their sign and their operation and their grill and everything to Omaha and set up, and they tweeted that due to rain and thunderstorms coming in today, Left Field Lounge North won't be tailgating today. It's all going back into storage while it's dry, uh, where it's dry, and they're going to hold off until the rain goes through this. So that might be something to keep an eye on. Now, it's not like, say, a regional deal, Um They've got a few more days to play with more time to make sure they get it all in. But two games are supposed to happen today. A middle-of-the-day game, Auburn and uh, Louisville in an elimination game. And then tonight, 6 o'clock first pitch supposed to happen for State and Vanderbilt. We'll see how weather does or doesn't affect all that. The text line. Beaver is in for Roger. Beaver, Joey texted the show and he said Beaver's the only person now or past with ESPN Radio to be affiliated with MIT. <laughs> I feel smart just being associated with them. <laughs> yeah, they are the Beavers, the MIT Beavers. But but as MIT, they don't play sports. 
So why would they need a mascot? That's what I want to know. It's the important questions we ponder on this radio show often. Um, but whatever your question is or whatever it is you want to ponder, let's do it. There's a couple ways to be a part of the show. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. My call screen's working. That's what I'm talking about. It's been a little while, but gum, it's working now. So now instead of texting me, I can just see it on the screen over here. So if you call me, I'll see you. Uh, 995-1059. That's the number to the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Coach uh, Weaver on Twitter says the reason that they got a mascot is to sell T-shirts. Hashtag MIT Beavers. <laughs> you got to get one of those T-shirts, Beaver. Uh, you can text the show, 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. On Twitter, I am Radio Wyatt. Coming up, I am going to jump back into the college football countdown. I began this way back in May, way back in May, a month ago, at the uh, SEC baseball tournament. We were counting down 100 teams in 100 days leading up to the start of the college football season. And today will be number 74. 74 days until August the 31st. Yeah. Bring it. So we'll have team number 74 coming up on the countdown. And I do find it interesting. I think you will too. I think you'll find it very interesting. In a couple different ways. So that's coming up. And then plenty of time to continue to preview tonight's game. As promised, there will be um, some sound coming your way. Yesterday, Adam Sparks, who covers Vanderbilt for the Tennessean, did a one-on-one interview at practice with Tim Corbin, the Vanderbilt coach. And I'm going to play you some of that. I want you to hear what he said about State. Um, there's a long conversation with Adam Sparks. He's very good previewing the State versus Vanderbilt game, learning more about Vanderbilt. That Brett Hudson did from Omaha out there with Adam Sparks, and it's posted on the Dogpile podcast. So wherever you get podcasts, just go up and search Dogpile and subscribe or check our Twitter feeds. It's on there. But I'm going to give you one thing that he said from there, kind of as a tease, but also informational purposes here on the show, some stuff that uh, they talked about. And so that's all coming up. First up, though, on the Divinity Equipment phone, Joey. Thanks for hanging on, Joey. What's up? Hey, Matt. MIT is even more amazing than I thought. Why? And, and me saying that Beaver's the only one associated ever be associated with them, mm-hmm. you are proving my case. That non-competing in athletics school has 22 national championships. Do they? What do they do? They compete in like or they compete in like 44 sports. It's, it's I couldn't read it all cuz the sun's so bright out here but <laughs> you just you just check it for yourself. Okay. So uh, so they but not like not like football, basketball, but other stuff. I think they play football too, Division 3. Really? Somebody has been in, somebody has been in the NFL from there. You're kidding me. I didn't know that. All right, I'm typing I mean, it in. I'm typing it in right now, this very second. MIT Athletics. 
MIT yeah. Intercollegiate uh, Athletics. I'm looking at it right here. Their Beaver logo is awesome. Oregon State has nothing on the MIT Beaver logo. Wow, look and at that. Mascots, and, and mascots are not just for children. Man, I bought a – I ordered a hat from, uh, you know, the, the uh, U, U, UMBC there. Okay. Because – because they were the Chesapeake Bay Retrievers, and I love dogs. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I, and, and the story was cool, of course, or I wouldn't have even known who they were. Um, but, and, and the, the funny part of that is, my dog ate the hat. <laughs> <laughs> retriever on I retriever guess. violence. I hear you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, I appreciate dog. the heads up, Joey. Hey. hey. Look, and, 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 and you know what? In the spirit of being grown up, though, Matt, I just had to say this. There was a time when I wasn't right on the right side of the law. Mm-hmm. Sure, okay. And so I, I understand it better than anybody. Our men in blue are not popo. They are police officers. Oh, yeah. That, well, it, it wasn't. That's a, that's a thug. T- I don't, you, you can't turn a thug term into a joke, Matt. Well, Joey, it. look, um, I, I don't disagree. I know it, I know well, hold on now. Yeah, hold, hold on a minute. Hold on. 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 Let me talk. Uh, I, in defense, I don't remember who it was that called earlier and, and said that. But what? L- let me just say this. Okay, when he said that, it, it was lighthearted. It was not derogatory towards police in any way. If anybody ever and calls, I, it, hold on. If anybody ever calls this show and says anything derogatory about police or law enforcement then I'll, I'll shut it down. So he didn't mean anything by it. And what, I, what else we won't do on this show, you can do it on others, but we're not on this show going to take little innocent things and turn them into big issues just for the sake of doing it. Okay, so he didn't mean anything by it. Joey, I appreciate your call, man. Call me anytime. Thank you. And Joey's, and Joey's like, Joey's like, MIT plays sports. And I'm like, what you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? What are you talking about? But get this. They play baseball, basketball. What is crew? What is crew? What sport is crew? It says heavyweight and lightweight crew. Is that rowing? I think it's rowing. I think it is rowing. Cross-country, fencing, football, lacrosse, rifle, sailing, soccer, squash, swimming and diving, tennis, track and field, volleyball, water polo. (laughs) That's just the men's sports at MIT, the Beavers. I had no idea. Never seen them on the schedule, but they're playing somebody in all those sports. Joey, thanks for setting me straight. Another candidate for Tweet of the Day goes to... Guy from Gulfport, I, before I realized that MIT played sports, said, what do they need a mascot for? Guy from Gulfport tweeted and said, MIT just said, quote, by damn, we need a mascot. (laughs) (laughs) And hence, (laughs) hence became, uh, therefore, Known as the Beavers. 
because <laughs> it didn't take much to get me to laugh. I love simple jokes. They became the Beavers because they said, by damn, we need a mask. <laughs> I appreciate that joke so much. I love that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm Cousin Eddie. We're going to get some damn bait. <laughs> hey, man. Fluffy says, Matt ain't finna let it get ugly. Yeah, I it's it wasn't gonna get ugly. Everybody's innocent on both sides. Nothing wrong for Joey feeling like he felt. And but the other guy wasn't doing anything derogatory by the way that he was using the term popo. Um so the whole war of the languages and uh the this term versus that term and stuff. Uh, a lot of people want it to be absolute. They want it to be a really hard line that is chiseled in concrete down there at your feet, where if you use a certain word, it's all, I, I just don't live that way. There's context and there is nuance. And somebody earlier was talking about himself and he was just kind of lightheartedly saying the popo would come after him. So we're not going to take that and turn it into he said something that disrespects police because that is not it. I'll leave that to I'll I'll leave that to some big national show that wants to make a big deal out of it to get a rise out of people. I'm I'm not gonna do it. Don't have to do it. Got no interest in doing it. And we will respect law enforcement and policemen and if anybody ever does call and um say anything or whatever derogatory or negative, I'll reach right over there and go on that red button, and that'll be it. And we'll move on to the next thing. All right. Baseball tonight. Tim Corbin, the head coach at Vanderbilt, talked with Adam Sparks. Now, I want to make sure he gets credit. On Twitter, Adam uh, is, I think it's just spell out his name. Yeah, it's at Adam Sparks. He's got a blue check. He's got about 8,000 followers, and he covers Vandy for the Tennessean. This is on his Twitter feed. It is his work. He talked with Tim Corbin and posted the video on a story. Looking ahead at this matchup with Mississippi State, listen to what the Vanderbilt coach had to say about it. Tim, knowing your opponent now, uh, only faced Mississippi State once. Uh, what's what's the, the shorthand scouting report on them? Well, I think it's more about, you know, their pitcher, obviously, and we, we've seen them. We haven't played them yet. We haven't played them here, and I think that's the most important thing. When you get in this environment, it's a little bit different. Uh, not everyone acts the same. This is a team that has a lot of experience in, in Omaha the last couple of years, so uh, they're good. And, you know, we're, we're, we're very knowing of uh, what happens at the top of their lineup, and I think, like, some teams here, uh, they're very capable one through nine. They've got good parts, so um, it's a tough test. In your experience, when a team wins in the way that they did, mm -hmm. the emotion and that momentum and all that, does that carry over in a tournament like that? Well, I think it does. I think it does for them because they've just done it so much. I mean, those are repeat, repeatable behaviors by Mississippi State. That's nothing new to them. I think when they went into that inning, when Mangum hit that double, it was like, okay, here we go again. So in order to do those things, you have to have a belief system, and the belief system is you credit that to the foundations, and that's that's happened to them plenty of times. Whether Kumar pitches well or not, what's what about his demeanor tells you that he'll handle the situation well being here? I don't know that yet. I mean, I'm, I'm like you that way. I'm you know I'm kind of waiting, but my my 
if I had to bet on him, I'd always bet, I would, I'd bet on him because of how he approaches things. If, uh, I do know this, if, if he gets beaten, it's because they beat him. He's not going to beat himself. That's what I know in the short term. I know, I've spent enough time around him to know that this is a kid who focuses pretty well. And now, out here, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's just different. So he's going to have to control his adrenaline. Going to have to control his adrenaline, but he did say that what he knows about him is if they beat him, they're going to have to beat him. He's not going to go out there and beat himself. So they're really confident that he'll throw strikes. Now, same guy who did the interview, Adam Sparks, had a long conversation with Brett Hudson uh, overnight and into this morning we posted it on the Dogpile podcast. This isn't nearly all of it. It's just one answer, though. They're kind of talking about this pitcher who's coming off a 19-strikeout, no-hit performance in the Super Regional against Duke. Here's just a little bit of that conversation. Well, uh, when he's on, he is really, really good. When he's off, he, he, he'll he throw with velocity, but he'll lose his command. Now, lately okay. he's been on. Um, yeah, his fastball. I mean, in that game, it, it touched 99 in the first inning, and it was 97 in the ninth. Wow. So, yeah, his... He threw 131 pitches, and he was at 97 in the 120s, 130s. Yeah, I feel like pitch 129 touched 96 or something like that. I was watching that on TV at the end. It's like, good God. Yeah, he's got the velocity and his girth, you know. I mean, he's a (laughs) 6'4", 255. Not a small young man. (laughs) Tracy Rockers, his dad. Like father, like son. Yep, the former great defensive, uh, defensive lineman at Auburn. So he's got a football body and strength. He throws with velocity. If his slider is working, um, he can go deep into innings and and do like he did there. He's not going to, at this level against this type of lineup, he's not going to survive just on his fastball. Yeah. Because Mississippi State can, any elite hitters, it's not easy to hit a mid to upper 90s fastball, but they can do that. In fact, a lot of hitters would very well prefer, just give me the fastest fastball you got and I'll time it and hit it. A little bit with Adam Sparks. It is a really good conversation with a guy who covers Vandy closely, knows a lot about their team. And you can hear that in, that entire conversation, the whole thing. He being interviewed by Brett Hudson on the Dogpile podcast. So wherever you get podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and um and everywhere else. And look at his Twitter feed. Look at mine. I'm Radio Wyatt. Links are on there. You need to subscribe to that if you haven't already. Uh, it's really good. It's good. Be a good primer for tonight's game. And should they get some kind of rain delay or something, you'll have even more time to kill uh, but between now and first pitch. That's a Vandy team that's loaded. Um, I think I said last week. Was it last week? Yeah. Towards the end of last week that um, I thought Vandy was the most talented team there. And I you know, certainly you could argue Mississippi State, no question, one or the other. Argue them both. You look good either way. Uh, some people alerted me that Kyle Peterson, big-time baseball analyst, he's on the TV broadcast of the games, former player himself, said that he thinks it's State that is the most talented. Um, and, it, again, it's hard to argue it. First-round pitcher. Multiple pitchers drafted. Um, high draft picks throughout the lineup. Senior led. All that kind of stuff. Record setters. No question. 
Um, now I want State to win, but I'm looking at Vandy going, you know, Austin Martin and Blade and everybody else throughout their lineup. You know, big time home run hitter who was down at the bottom of their lineup used to be a cleanup hitter for them in uh, Julian Infante in that lineup. You got a kid on the mound who's big time talent, pitched a no hitter, first time it's ever been done in the Super Regionals. You know, lots of stuff. I mean, and it just feels like that if State wins this game tonight, it just really feels like it's going to be State versus Michigan in the national title series. I know lots of water under the bridge between now and then. Teams who got in the loser's bracket have played themselves into the finals. Yeah, it's hurt. I mean, it's happened. But it, I just it, it just has that feel about it. On this side of the bracket, it's Vandy and State. It just is. Pretty obvious. And the winner of that game tonight, it just seems like that's putting the stake in the ground that, look, this is our year. And that team will wind up in that championship series, likely against Michigan on the other side, who they have looked really good. I mean, I know the games have been close, but Michigan looks really good. And because they're out of the Big Ten, we just didn't know a lot about them. But they have proved it, haven't they? They went and won a Super Regional at UCLA, the number one team in the country. And they've cruised so far over there. Seems that way. Two-zip shutout last night. So I'm saying right now it looks like it's either Michigan versus Vandy or Michigan versus State in the finals. And tonight's game will tell you. We'll see. More to come. We'll do the football countdown next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. There's your answer. Why the why MIT for its athletics teams are the Beavers. Ed on the text line knows it. He says MIT are the MIT engineers. They chose the Beaver because it is nature's engineer. So think of all the things I'm that we are learning together. MIT, they're not the MIT Beavers. They are the MIT engineers. And the beaver is the mascot because the beaver is nature's engineer. <laughs> what do you think about that? Beaver uh, is in producing the show for Roger. Beaver, did you get your name? Is it in any way engineer related? Uh, no, I'm, I wasn't that smart to okay. get it from there. Okay. But okay. It'd be a good story. It would. I should just invent a full-on backstory about myself. Just make up a a ridiculous lie. Like he, I uh, went to MIT. That's where I got the name Beaver because I'm all a, that. Or you know what? Just just go really weird, Beaver. You know, Georgia Tech. Georgia Technological Institute, Georgia Tech. Are they an institute, university? I don't know. Anyway, Georgia Tech. Their fight song, and it goes way back, and it's pretty well known. Ramblin' Wreck from Georgia Tech, 
a heck of an engineer. And you can just say that, you know, you went to Georgia Tech and you were a heck of an engineer. So that's how you got your name. <laughs> too far. Gone too far. Gone way too far. Hey, it's time for 100 Teams Countdown. Let's do it. Football I'm talking about. 100 teams in 100 days. Today, 74 days from August the 31st. It's going to be here before you know it. And team number 74 on the countdown is North Texas. University of North Texas. That's their fight song. What do you think about it? North Texas is in Conference USA. We know that. They are in Conference USA. And they, they generally have some good teams. And, you know, they have a quarterback at North Texas who you probably need to go ahead and know his name. One, like if you're a Southern Miss fan, I think you have to play him in North Texas this year. Two, if you're just a football fan, you may see his name taken in the draft by your favorite NFL team. His name is Mason Fine, F-I-N-E. He's fine quarterback. Mason Fine, they won nine games to have that right. They win nine games last year. They sure did. Lost their bowl game. Won nine games in the regular season. Beat Arkansas in Fayetteville last year in the third week of the year. 44-7. to Then turned around and lost to Louisiana Tech the next week at home. Well, two weeks later. Sorry. This year they hosted Southern Miss this past year and beat Southern Miss 30-7. to they're a good football team. You know, in Texas, you can get all the players you want. And you get a player like Mason Fine at quarterback, you can do some stuff. They won nine regular season games last year at North Texas. This season, they will travel to Southern Miss in Hattiesburg on October the 12th. Real quick, more on North Texas. The University of North Texas. I find this interesting. I think you might also. If you look up, they've got this page on their website. It's called Fun Facts. Five fun facts about North Texas. Say it five times fast. Alliteration. Number one, the Liberty Mall is actually called the Onstead Promenade. They have a place on their campus called the Promenade. Reminds you of a square dance, doesn't it? Number two, in the library at the college they have a miniature book collection one millimeter square book it is the size of a pinpoint is the smallest in the university's collection of 2,000 miniature books and then it says it's one of the largest collections in the southwest wait a minute there are others (laughs) um at University of North Texas, the first jazz studies program in the U.S. started there. 
And then you're going down. They are home to an albino squirrel. His name is Baby. They have an albino squirrel there named Baby. This is what I wanted to tell you. They have some famous alumni at that school. Dr. Phil, North Texas. Stone Cold Steve Austin, North Texas. Meatloaf. And then the actor, Peter Weller. Do y'all know who Peter Weller is? Peter Weller went to North Texas. He was RoboCop, but he was also Lucian, the old sheriff in the show Longmire. And they started episode 12 of season two with his voice reading this poem. The cowboy has always been a dying breed. But he takes his dying slowly, perched upon his steed. The prairie is his prison, his church, his wife. If you take away his sky, you take away his life. Yet where does he go when the range is all of closed? Does he retire to his bunkhouse in depressed repose? No, he climbs back in that saddle if just to bide his time. For the cowboy knows a good death is hard to find. Woo-woo. How about that? That's the voice of Peter Weller, RoboCop. That's him, man. And and also, remember the great actor Joe Don Baker? Y'all remember Joe Don Baker? Yeah, he played the Whammer in The Natural. He went to North Texas, too. By the way, that show Longmire, it's great. It's on Netflix. Check it out. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment Phone. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. Larry is hanging on. I appreciate you hanging on for a little while. Larry, what's up? And so all those guys couldn't get in the University of Texas? Is that what happened? I guess so, because they went to North <laughs> Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all that information, did you even give their mascot? <laughs> the North Texas, yeah. Like, I guess I mascotted out. Uh, I did talk about their albino squirrel. They're the, yeah. what are they, the eagles? Armadillos? They're the Eagles. I thought they were the Armadillos. I think they're the Green Eagles, but Armadillos oh, cooler. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 uh, quick, man. I, I, I feel good about tonight. I just think that pitcher is prime for a letdown, and Mississippi State's got the batters to give it to them. I, I just think I just think State's going to win it. You know, I, I, I will say this with confidence. He's not going to throw a 19-strikeout no-hitter tonight, is he? No, and, and I'll tell you this. Uh, what was it? Sixty-seven of those strikes were swings. You That's got, exactly you got right. to think those curveballs were out of the the strike zone. Well, a bunch so of them they were. They can just lay up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of if them they were. They can just lay up. You know, they'll get some base runners. And mm-hmm. they can just, but you know, state they're aggressive. They like this swing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, and he had. Uh, let me tell you this, Larry. His his catcher there at Vanderbilt said that in the the bullpen leading up to that start against Duke in the Super. He said his slider was just better. He couldn't even catch his slider, is what he said, when they were in the bullpen. And that all night long, the term they use in baseball, that slider was in the same tunnel as the fastball. And so what was happening was these Duke hitters 
were seeing fastball and wailing away at it, flailing away, and the ball is then tumbling out of the strike zone. So that's it. And you know, if you're if you're state tonight, you still got to go up there looking for fastball. The problem is he throws so hard. I mean, he can run it up there 97 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, you know, I just I just feel good about the game. And I'll say this. Those umpires with ESPN showing that strike zone every time, it's mm-hmm. keeping them honest. It sure they, is. They, they know there's millions of people watching them call that ball and strike, and they know when it's out of that zone. So, mm-hmm. they ain't All right, no man, doubt I'll let it. you go. All right, man, appreciate All right. you. All right. Thanks for the call, Larry. And I, look, that's what I have said. Um, <laughs> That's what I've said about the um, – Major League Baseball deal where they use that strike zone. I mean, that K-zone deal on the TV broadcast. Those umpires, they never call one way out of that strike zone because <laughs> they know everybody in the world watching it can see it. It may be the only benefit of that K-zone. Otherwise, I don't like it. All right, I'll get your phone calls and more preview stuff coming up as we get ready to wrap it up with you here on this Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. to do and to get to and so on and so forth and things and such. <laughs> when I was a kid growing up in church, we had this guy who um, he, he was the choir leader at our church. And like every sentence, he ended with things and such. Welcome back to the show and things and such. And now we're going to take uh, phone calls and things and such on the Divinity phone and things and such. <laughs> when they get annoying, just a crutch. We all do that kind of stuff. It's like kids saying like. You ever notice that? Like, uh, like, like, like. How many times you'll say like? Eliminate it. Divinity Equipment phone is 995-1059. Gator Man hanging on. What's up, Gator Man? What's up, brother? Hey, uh, Derek Mason's got one that, like, you can't tell and, unless you really pay attention. He says, you know, man. He says, you know, man, you know, man. You know, really? You know, man, How you know, about man. that? Who does if that? Ever, if you ever watch Derek Mason uh, okay. do a speech or an interview, he'll say that like a bunch of times. But it's just like you said, we all have that stuff. But right. um, I wanted to give you a little lesson uh, this morning on uh, the uh, North Texas. They're kind of one of those schools that's kind of like Auburn that has a couple of mascots. And okay. they're actually called the North Texas Mean Green. The Mean Green. Do you know why? No, I don't. Okay, it's because 
Mean Joe Green was a consensus All-American there. Okay. And that's where they get the the name, the, the, the mascot name, the Texas Mean Green. It's probably one of the only Division One schools that has a uh, mascot after one of their players. One of their players, yeah. So the Mean Green, that is a really cool story. But I will say, you know, sure enough, in the 70s, 80s, the entire country knew who Mean Joe Green was and was aware of him. Synonymous with Coca-Cola. With I Coca-Cola mean, and the commercial if, and throwing the have, kid the jersey, yeah, no to, doubt. No yeah, doubt. You have to put marketing up, marketing uh, commercials uh, up by decades. Mm-hmm. I would say that Coca-Cola commercial with that kid and Mean Joe Green is probably number one for the 70s. No question about it. No question about it. And they re-ran that commercial for years because it was so good. If you don't, if you're listening, yep. you don't know what Gator Band's talking about. It's that Coke commercial where Mean Joe Green played for the Steelers, and he's walking up the tunnel, and the kid says something to him. He turns around and tosses the kid his jersey. It's just great. Also, and the kid gives him his coat. The kid gives him his coat. Oh, that's right. He gave him a coat. That's right. That's right. They yep. kind of they they had he a trade him a there. Coat, and he says, "Hey, kid," and he throws him the jersey. Hey, but you know what else? If the the guy Peter Weller who played the Terminator, went to school there, they ought to consider a switch one of these days and just be the North Texas Terminators. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. Or or North Texas RoboCops. Yeah, RoboCops. If we're going to do it, if we're going to go mascots after famous alumni, you know. I mean. Well, that was a classic movie in the 80s, man. I mean, everybody likes RoboCops. Yeah, it it was. Anyway, I thought that, that was a cool story. Yeah, really cool. I appreciate that, Gator Man. Didn't know that. Thank you. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right, you too. You too. They're the mean green. But they do have an eagle. So like they're all, that's what he's saying. They're like Auburn. They are the mean green, but they have this eagle. Auburn are the tigers, and they have the soft, fuzzy tiger mascot. But they go war eagle, and their live mascot is the eagle. By the way, sorry, Beaver. I know that you grew up an Alabama fan, but let me just say, The Auburn flying the live eagle around in the stadium and landing on the field before kickoffs thing that they do at Auburn might be the coolest pregame thing in all of college athletics. Really. If you've seen it, it'll send chills down your spine, brother. 80,000 people in there, and they're all going, war, war, all at the same time. And here's this eagle, and they turn that sucker loose, and he starts circling. And he goes out, and his big wings span the student section, and he swoops down, you know, and it's just awesome to see it. I will say, though, I was in the stadium. We were getting ready, you know, on the radio crew. This would have been, it wasn't 2017. I don't even remember that game. Wasn't 2017. It was 2015, right? 2015, 2015, somewhere in there. Anyway, it's it's within the last five, six years. State at Auburn pregame, eagle flying around, and the thing flew smack into the window up in the club level. <laughs> Some big booster over there on the east side of that stadium has got his box rented out, and they're. Probably started the party, and bam! That big eagle flew right 
into the window. <laughs> and he tumbled. Did a little tailspin, a little stall out, caught himself, put those wings back out, and here he goes again. And started soaring again and flew right on down to his spot down on the 50-yard line. Yep, saw it with my own eyes. Sure did. It was really cool. Uh, Michigan... Tommy Henry, the pitcher for Michigan, was just incredible yesterday in that win over Florida State. A complete game. He only gave up three hits, no runs, and struck out ten batters. He was really, really good. He is really good. He was a second-round draft pick. Head coach Eric Backich of Michigan after the game. In the biggest game in, in Michigan baseball history in a long, long time, uh, we got the best pitching performance of Tommy Henry's career. He was the entire storyline tonight. Uh, we, needed, we needed a strong performance, and he gave us something magical tonight. So I think we're all just... Uh, in awe and, and very appreciative of holding down a very good Florida State team tonight uh, who's been extremely hot and finding every single way to win. And uh, Tommy was just, I don't even know if there's an adjective to describe how good he was, but he was better than that. He shut out Florida State. Here's Florida State coach Mike Martin. I can see why Tommy Henry's a second rounder. That was a beautiful, that was a masterpiece. He just uh, really, really made it tough on us. You look at the overall ball game and you got to say, gosh, Christian Bullock just killed us with a couple of those plays out there. They played beautiful baseball. They got tremendous pitching from Henry. It's uh, something that you as a, as a coach or a player you don't look at anything except, hey, be ready to play when your time comes. And that's what we intend to do. Arkansas was eliminated. Texas Tech beat them. Close game. I think it was a one-run game. So it's two in barbecue for Arkansas. Here's their head coach, Dave Van Horn. Well, obviously, it's a tough loss. Pretty well-played game by both teams. Uh, for the most part, there really wasn't you know, too many mistakes. Um, you know, just uh, kind of who got the big hit and who didn't. And, uh, you know, give credit to uh, Killian. I thought he, he did a good job of battling and finding a way to get through some innings. Um, kept eating up innings. I think one time maybe Coach Tadlock might have been going out there to take him out. At least that's what it looked like. And he stayed in. He, he promptly got another out and got him through that inning and uh, gave, his, gave his bullpen a chance to rest a little bit more. But... Uh, just uh, some big hits. Uh, Texas Tech took advantage of a couple of things and tough loss, two tough losses here for us, two one-run losses that really could have gone either way. And he's right. He's right. Two one-run losses could have gone either way. That's that's the deal. So, again, I don't know the, the exact 
you know, framing of this, but I saw it yesterday. The first, um, the first two rounds of this tournament. See, you're not you're not really two complete rounds. I think it was the first six games. I think is what they said. It was the first time ever that the first six games of the tournament all finished at a two-run or less deficit. Michigan beat Texas Tech 5-3. to Florida State beat Arkansas 1-0. Texas Tech over Arkansas yesterday 5-4. Vandy beat Louisville 3-1. State beat Auburn 5-4. <laughs> Michigan eliminates Florida State 2-0. Two runs or less in every ball game. Why should you expect anything different? I don't know. Auburn and Louisville coming up. Weather permitting later tonight. State and Vandy. Tomorrow ought to be interesting, huh? We'll do it again. Same time, same place. I'll see you then here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I'm Matt for Beaver. See y'all. See ya. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.